Welcome to episode number seven of Leverage. I am very happy to have with me Catherine McIntosh, the founder, creator, CEO of Listed, um, which is the coolest new app in the real estate space. Uh, She came on to speak at the brokerage and with my tech background, I was really, really intrigued. Um, So I thought I would have Catherine on to talk a little bit more about what this app is, And also just how it is a representation of how real estate is changing. And I feel like that's what I want to talk about on this podcast is as a value proposition is really like, who are the disruptors? How is the real estate market changing, the industry changing, and also kind of pull back the layers of of what, you know, people believe to be the truth of what's going on and uh, maybe dispel some myths. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So as we were talking before, um, people invent things or create things because they see a need themselves to... um, to make their life simpler, or they see a need for it, you know, to do X, um, I need Y. And um, I sat down, I told you the story about sitting down with my mentor in this industry a couple of years ago, and we saw the need for this ability to kind of look at an app and have um, a much more accurate way of understanding what our, our house is worth, or because homes have now become our largest asset. Mm-hmm. And there's been so much smoke and mirrors of this, like, uh, my value proposition as a real estate agent is I'm going to tell you what your house is worth. And that's really just not the way it's going anymore. I mean, if you need me to come in and the only thing I'm doing for you is giving you a house evaluation, please fire me. Like right now, don't even call me, okay? So, but I know that there, we didn't end up doing it for a plethora of reasons, but one of them was just because of the... um garden of, of like just the it, it was impossible to get to the data so you're not a real estate agent but you are a tech person and you saw the need for it so I'd love to hear your story about how this came about for sure for sure thank you well I'll start with the pain problem because yeah it's a personal experience and mm-hmm. as a kind of inventor uh, designer innovator I was walking down the street one day and I'd never thought about buying a house I didn't own anything um And maybe people will relate to this, but you all of a sudden get pulled into this thought of, oh my God, I saw this little house with a for sale sign. And out of the blue, I had this idea, what if I could buy a house? Like I, you know, really thought, wow, this is amazing. And so there was a sign in the lawn. So I thought, I'll just call a number. And so you're a realtor. So imagine putting your consumer hat on for a minute. I think there's a person on the other end of that phone number waiting for my call to walk me through the house. So I call and I get this person who has no idea about the property. And and I said, oh, I want to see this house. And they said, yeah, what's the address? What? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's in Kensington. Um, you don't know which one? And of course, she needs an address to look it up because oh, I reached the, the front desk. Yes, the front desk. And so I actually had to walk down to the end of the street and find the name of the street and then put it together with the house number and then tell her. And then, so I'm already surprised at the experience. And then she said, okay, well, I'll have the agent Word paged. is irritated that comes to <laughs> mind. Yeah, I'm already irritated and I'm not even there. And then when she said, we'll have the agent paged, I thought, is that like a fax? You know, but anyway, anyway. So, but, no, really, they're being paged. Yeah. <laughs> we get emails 
I mean, and the crazy, sorry to interrupt you. This is how backwards it is. Uh, if you tell, I'm, I am I am an agent and I have to call a, an agent who has chosen not to put their cell phone number on the listing and I have to call their brokerage, they won't give me the phone number. Right. <laughs> what? Right. Actually, Top secret? Actually, I I, I'm actually surprised at the level of difficulty that is just exists within organized real estate of its own accord. But- this story reveals that. So, oh my God, we could so, go on for hours talking about it. So me yeah. not wanting to give up, because I really loved this house, I thought, okay, well, what was I thinking calling the phone number? Okay, I'll just Google it, right? right. I'll just Google it. Right. So I Google it, and then what happens? Oh, everyone is selling this house. <laughs> you know, and from an industry side perspective, we forget that when you Google something and you see everyone selling this house, you don't know who the listing agent is, who's not a listing agent, but you think that the listing agent is going to be selling the house and you think that's who you're going to get. Interestingly, you also don't know, or I didn't know at that point, that the one person I shouldn't get and shouldn't be talking to is the listing agent. Because I can tell you if I'd reached them, I would have been like, well, I don't know. Yeah, how much money do I have saved? You know, I just spilled the beans about everything, right? And then consumers don't realize this, but if you're the seller trying to do the best job you can for your seller, you're trying to elicit all the information you can so that you can use that opportunity to sell the house for as much as you want and then right. keep the buyer for another house or whatever it, it is. So there's all these things, but but basically... I didn't have a great experience and I thought, you know, this just needs to be different. And then on the flip side of it, when I, like, so then things kind of happen in threes, but then when I was leaving my first tech startup and moving to something else, I thought, you know, that was kind of a want. It was in the travel industry, but everybody, everybody needs to sleep somewhere. Everyone has a home. Maybe that was such a bad experience. I should try and innovate in this space, you know? Such a bad experience. I mean, this <laughs> industry has been ripe for disruption for so long. I mean, and we kind of touch, and we'll touch on this, but like, you know, sorry, I'm going to throw Treb and, or like, I don't even know who does them, but like Realtor, whoever owns Realtor, okay, shame on you. Like, it's so bad. It's such a bad experience. And, you know, as realtors, like, you know, we need to have the the information at our fingertips. And the minute, like, a House Sigma came on the market, we were all using it. Because yeah. our own industry that we pay into, so I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, like, I pay dues into an industry that is not supplying me with the... The, the tools that I need on a daily basis in 2023. Okay, well, this is so amazing. So actually, the second insight that I had when I started to look into it was I couldn't believe that realtors themselves didn't have efficient, easy tools to use to work with people. And from my experience being outside of the house... I literally would have taken the first realtor that came my way. Like, I just wanted to go in the house, so look at it, and buy it, yeah. right? Yeah. So the thing is, it's... Not knowing if that need... person understood the business, not knowing if that person had your best interest at heart. Like, it, that's... I mean, that happens all the time, by the way. Yes, and even good or bad, I think there's a core thing that maybe realtors forget is that, you, th you know, you want good clients, but people really want to get to you. Like, people do want help to buy a house, for mm -hmm. the most part. I mean, all this access to information is one thing, but 
it is an industry where you need an expert to be with you. And I recognize that need in myself and actually many others, right? It's why so many people are adopting these things. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but I I, I agree with you and there's no argument. I do believe that uh, most people want someone to go to that they can trust and say, I need help. But I also believe, and I say this to my clients all the time, it's a team effort. I'm here to educate. I'm here to manage your expectations. I'm here to guide you. But I want my clients to be educated. I want them to have that information at hand. I've always said my favorite client is the one that knows exactly what they want. They're going to go after it and I'm going to help them get it. And I'm going to help them do it versus that person who's like, I don't know. Because if you give the public the information they need, then they can educate themselves and they can make good decisions for themselves. Buy or not, sell or not, doesn't matter. But at least they can make the decision. And that's where we come in. And then they say, okay, you know what? I want to do this and I need your help. And now this is where your value proposition comes in, right? Exactly. But how can someone make a decision without having any information ahead of them. And how can it be just on me, my skewed perspective? I know I know agents that don't know how to go through the numbers. And and so it there needs to have that. It needs to be two-sided. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we geared the whole experience when I realized realtors didn't have the tool and agents really just needed a great realtor. We realize that what has to happen is that engagement of the two sides in real time of what each party wants and aligning their interests. So important. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like that's the number one separator for us and everyone else is that even when you were talking about the boards and everything, you know, everything is so opaque with organized real estate, but I will say they do try so hard to be amazing. And some of the things that are baked into the process of organized real estate, which is the boards and then brokerages, agents and consumers, they're in different lanes that aren't aligned. Mm, And we saw an opportunity to align the interests so that you would have the consumer wrapped in a big hug of organized real estate where each layer supported the next. Mm -hmm. But what happens now is each layer isn't supporting the next. So we actually looked at the whole industry and said, how could we take and make something great for the MLS, for the brokerage, for the agent, and the consumer? And if we align those interests, it'll be an out-of-the-ballpark home run for everyone, like a real win-win. Great. So let's let's um, let's talk about the comment you made about how you had to kind of become a realtor. Yes. So you had to do a little like like. I don't know, research, I guess. And and I'm fascinated to hear what you discovered in the day in the life of. Sure. Oh, my God. Well, I thought of it like I actually had to become what I would call like an anthropologist. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it really worked well, too, because I thought one way to measure if I'm any good at it will be, um, you know, if I actually get clients and make money doing it, right? Um, So... When I first started, I just wanted to soak it up like a sponge. And I actually took a role as an assistant to a like a top, top realtor to see okay. what she needed every day, as I did my oh, so license neat. and whatnot. Okay. So that was very cool. Learned a ton from her. Okay. What was yeah. the biggest like surprise that you learned as being an assistant oh. to a top realtor? What was the one thing you were like, oh my God, I never knew X? I never knew that a realtor 
could literally just work 24-7 and never sleep and still not get everything done. It is really underestimated how on, how much, how much there is to do, how you wear all hats mm-hmm. in, in every place. And if, Love it. if there isn't like an efficiency that technology can afford, it's just chaos. So that was the first insight is how could we actually take technology to make the job of a realtor easier but not so it's easy for them but so that they are efficient right no no time wasting right yeah that that was one of the first things okay um the real second thing was to just i really understood what a lack of tools there were to do your job that came from anywhere and then even the brokerages themselves i mean they want to attract realtors the way realtors wanted to attract clients and there wasn't the ability for them to get access to technology because they really needed to. Very true. I mean, brokerages, um, just to give insight, brokerages, most not Slavens, which is one of the reasons I joined them, is very much about how many heads can I put into my brokerage so that I can make more money, which this is how they make their money. I'm not disparaging at all the model. But what happens is, is that there's brokerages where you have to actually pay like a fee to speak to your broker of record. Oh, no, no, literally, like this is how they put the model. So you're putting these agents out there. They're not getting anything for their desk fees. They're basically doing the back end, holding the checks, doing a little bit of like back end paperwork. But otherwise, you know, and I I have to say, like, I'll speak for myself. I've been in this business. I actually have to really check when I got my license, but I think I'm going on 12 years. But I, I, I would say this. It took me until this year, and I mean literally, maybe in December I did it, but let's even go 2023, to find the CRM that I loved enough. Mm -hmm. Like when you think about, and I'm doing this day after day, I'm within the top 2%, you know, of, of, of activity, and I could, there's nowhere where I could go, okay, so what's the best of the best? Someone, and I had to actually trip over it and finally found the one that really, and I'm a huge CRM person and I'm a tech person and all that when it runs, comes running my business and I could not find it. And it really, I agree with you. It's so amazing to me, the amount of money that exchange hands in this business, Mm -hmm. the percentage of like you know, money that goes to kind of like the the industry, the economy. And I I remember looking at the very first CRM and my husband goes, well, isn't there just a realtor one? Like, why are you even like, I think I wasted my money on ACT one year. Oh my God, like three thousand, I should have just opened the toilet and throw my money in the garbage. But like, it's a whole other story. But, you know, he said, there's got to be a realtor one. And I said, you know what? There's not. Like there really, like up until a few years ago, there really wasn't. Yeah. It was, it's really shocking. It is, it is. And just on that note, to hone in on the need for just being able to have a CRM and be connected to clients, often when you have a CRM, you are running the CRM. You're putting a note in to do something and bring forward to another day and do certain things. So right off the top, we were thinking that, back to what you said, I want to work with my clients. When there's engagement from either party, it shows up in the app so that you know someone is active and then you can address them immediately because you know the minute someone's interested in a property, they want to know about it now, not five minutes from now, not tomorrow. So the CRM is in that way dynamic. So it keeps it really basic, um, but it lets you know who needs to be contacted, when and about what in a timely manner. So right off the bat, it's easier. 
which advertising message to the right person at the right time. So yeah. there you go. The key in a noisy key world. pillars in a noisy world. Um, let's kind of backtrack actually, because I yep. think that a lot of people who may be watching or listening, um, you know, have the realtor.ca app. I mean, listen, we saw, talked about this like maybe 10, 15 years ago, MLSing became a verb. <laughs> Even clients of mine who are, are in their forever homes, who are never selling until they retire, are still on the app. They want to know how much their house is worth, yeah. what's selling, what's going on. It's become something that people talk about all the time. Hence the fact that I have a podcast. Yes. <laughs> so um, let's talk about this app. So most of these people probably also have House Sigma. Yep. So let's talk in that realm. I think it'll be a good um, yardstick to kind of say, like, we're kind of like this, but we're really not like sure. this. And 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 let's talk about the differentiator, but maybe just talk about, like, so your app is what? It yeah, is a exactly. where you go to search. Uh, why should I download your app on my phone? Yeah. I already like, have it, but why off, should you? Yes. Yes. First off, the name of the app is Listed. It's also the name of our company. Listed is what every seller wants to become. It's what every buyer is looking for, listed listings. Mm -hmm. And it's what realtors have, mm -hmm. right? Listed listings. <clears throat> and the whole thing is that for consumers, it's real estate made simple. Like it's just a search a, and a dynamic, amazing search from you're walking down the street and you see a house, you have it, you tap a button and the one you're looking at pops on the front. You don't even have to search it, right? And as a consumer, you can only use it with an agent. So back to my own experience, when you get listed, you right away have a great agent. If your agent sends it to you or if a friend sends it to you, when you get it and open it, you get the agent that your friend has or your colleague has. Mm -hmm. And we as a company don't take any fee. There's no lead. Like we, It's a meritocracy. Mm -hmm. We removed making money from the majority of our business model so that we're never um, gaining by connecting someone to their agent because we saw so much of that in real estate. And right. the thing is, you might need to have a client where you already refer them in another city somewhere. So you do whatever referral fee, which is worth it and makes sense. But right. listed is so regular people can just easily search real estate. Okay. And real estate agents can also easily search real estate. Imagine that, like anyone listening to this podcast who's not a realtor, let me tell you, it's not easy for your real estate agent to search listings when they're out and about. Now, you always need your MLS. By the way, I'm sure that shocks most people I out does. there. They don't know. Literally, I'll be in the car and they'll be, and someone, and most of the time at this point, um, and and I, you have just, uh, you know, launched, and, I, and I'm no doubt you'll get to this this saturation, but nine times out of 10, when a client sees something, they're sending it to me from House Sigma. Yeah. Because that is the most, so again, there's no tools, okay? Yeah. This is the only one right now. But once I get it, yeah. you know who's the agent on it? The House Sigma agent that they're yeah. using to push for um, that person who saw the house to go on and say, hi, I need you to, right? So let's talk about the origin then of House Sigma, for example. So yeah. a really smart tech guy, Joseph Zhang, he's the owner of House Sigma. And by the way, I, I don't, but like, I don't, he came out with a oh. great product at the right yep. time. It was like, I looked and I went, that is what I wanted to do. Yep. And, um, but I also before, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to make sure that we talk about it, the differentiator for him, and I still have to have these conversations with client was the estimated value. 
Yeah, we'll come to that yes. too. So what's really interesting is he's a super nice, super smart guy, highly, you know, oh, respect sure. and like him. And he had this great idea and he couldn't believe that, that it didn't this, exist. That, that <laughs> actually people couldn't have access to sold data. They're like, well, what are they, you know, like information should be free. We're in the internet era. Isn't that crazy? I, yeah, information needs to be free. They were taking free. the Supreme Court and it, right? Did I get that it, wrong? No, I think it, they were they No, were exactly, exactly. And there they was, lost. Yeah, and then, and Trev lost, yeah. Why would they yeah. not lose? Sorry, like, if my, again, going back, if my value proposition is that you're only calling me to find out what the house next door sold to, it's a sad, fire me. sad situation. Yeah, no, yeah. I should be fired. Yeah. So what's very interesting is it came out at a time where everybody just wanted access to sold data. Right. So they're, so everyone shared it with everyone and flocked to this app because instead of being quality or not quality, it was like, this is where you can get access to information so yeah because it was under lock and key for so long after the court case that right. changed yeah so now that there's actually the ability to have sold data with your clients when they are assigned in and right. meet all the rules so just back to housing but for a second though and the main differentiator between say them and us yeah, is very please. simple they are a brokerage okay we are a supporter brokerage agnostically mm -hmm. of agents and clients working together so you work with whatever agent you want to work with right and i wanted to i want to clarify yeah. that so just so you know um yes you can put sold data online but you can only do it if you're a brokerage so all yes. of these apps you can only do it if you open your this is why you became a real estate agent right, right? because you had to like that was the crazy part we had the conversation is that Catherine had to become a real estate agent. Like no one out there can come into in the industry and go, I'm going to innovate. I'm going to create this. No, you have to become an agent. Yeah. I don't know why. Someone maybe one day can explain to me why that's necessary. And so you had to then create a brokerage to be able to create this app. But you don't act as a brokerage. You're not. It's like Actually, Ojo. We didn't create. I think Ojo. We didn't hit, create a, yeah. a brokerage. But there's two ways to do it. That that. The real estate industry itself makes it really hard to make a product for organized real estate, mm -hmm. right? So that's why it was easier for Joseph to just, he just went the easier, softer way. It was just easier to become a brokerage right, right, and right. do it than to actually, like where our focus well, was to serve agents. So, right. so I, I did not need to, we never became a brokerage. We're not a brokerage. Right. But technically what's happening with listed is you're only able to use it with an agent mm -hmm. and that agent has agency because they are with a brokerage. Okay. And then that is how it works. So it's actually a single agent website on listed. So, oh, so okay. if you notice when you get the listed app, you can't go search through a bunch of agents. Right. You're actually only ever connected to one. Okay. And that is the real estate rules. But the way we went is really a harder, more challenging kind of way to go because mm -hmm. it's not easy to kind of do this. So mm -hmm. uh, Joseph just did what, what he could do there with House Sigma. Um, but once the information became accessible, and it's only accessible when you have logged in with your agent and given your data as a consumer, that is actually a rule of organized real estate. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, what is really interesting is you can come in and disrupt organized real estate without becoming an agent and without doing what we did. But then, you know what you're doing? You're in the, like this company called No Broker just got $5 million from Google in India to make No Broker. So when real estate, organized real estate is actually 
pushing PropTech to make stuff that cuts it out of that picture entirely. So I feel like we're at a critical point right now where I want to say to organized real estate, we are your best bet at survival, mm -hmm. actually, because we are like a layer over the top of the 550 plus MLSs that exist in North America. Right. And actually, North America is the only place that has what is the greatest technology, the MLS. And not even tech, but like conceptually, right? A technology is a concept, right. an idea. Right. It is the only place where we actually take cooperation and compensation and bring them together for the betterment of people and agents. And we have to get back to that and work together. So they don't have that in Europe? They don't have an MLS? No. Oh, interesting. How do they... You could actually have five brokers selling your house at the same time. Oh, yeah. No. Um, they don't actually have buyer agents in a lot of places, like in the UK. Um, oh, no. In Israel, you don't have a buyer agent. You have to go to the listing agent only. Yeah. It's kind of a wild west. Yeah. And I think if we lose the technology of organized real estate because prop tech disrupts it and makes it, you know... Um, something that cuts organized real estate out, um, it's going to be a very sad day because I think, if anything, we should expand organized real estate from North America to include other parts of the world because right. you know how important it is to know, is that a real listing? You know, is is someone representing me well, that... How about who's representing and me? And who's representing right. me? Well, the opposite of organized is chaos. So it's chaos, reality, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little, not to disparage them, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, and I've, I've had a bit of a um, conundrum kind of explaining this is, you know, we went at a point where um, House Sigma was pretty like in the realm, House Sigma was pretty in the realm of, of estimating values. And right. now it is so far off. Yeah. I had a listing a few months ago in the East End, and I, I'm, I, I really use many, many data points to, to list my clients' homes yeah. and create a value. I am not stick my finger in there and, you know, wait to, for the wind to blow type of approach. And, and I remember they went on and I gave them their value. I'm never going to lie to a client. I wish your house was worth $3 million more than it was. Uh, believe me, I would love to give you that good news, but I'm also not going to lie. I don't buy listings. I give you the straight goods. And they came to me and they were like, are, are you sure? They weren't upset. They were just like, are you sure? Because, and 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 I think we we ended up selling at 850, which is basically what we ended up listing around at. And House Sigma showed it at 1.1 million. Yeah. And I got it. I understood. I was like, if I, I was like, I would never want to leave, you know, $300,000, $250,000 on the table. I would never want to see that for myself or my clients. But it's, so why is it so wrong? Why, yeah. where were they getting the data? Why was it so wrong? And are you planning to add that to your, that was a lot, but there you go. I'll let no, you know. it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. So, you know, realizing, for example, just as a precursor to that, by just saying access to information, so sale, sale data, the, re, the whole point is to, it's really just advertising and lead generation to get the people on your site. And if what they want to see is the sold data, that's just a way to generate leads. Yeah. And then the price estimator is the same thing. It's right. like the way clickbait articles, right? It's just something to click on to see. Totally. But what's really dangerous is you're dealing with people's lives, like that's from the seller side, but even on the buyer side, you are telling these people who might miss out on the home of their dreams because they're not going to come up 30000 more. And then they see that you guys missed it because they saw the estimate and didn't want to come up that extra value because the estimate said that it was lower. Or they, or they overpaid. Or they way overpaid because right, the estimate because, was exactly. wrong. Yeah. 
So what's happening is you really need to have an intense understanding of real estate. And anyone who is not a realtor, let me tell you right now, the listing price, it means zero. The listing price is a strategy to sell the house and get eyeballs on it. It is not... In COVID, reality. I think I I would have I must have said like the listing price is so irrelevant right now. Yeah, like it was completely irrelevant during COVID. So what's happening with the estimator is the values that are compositing the estimate aren't the right values, and the reason that seemed to change mm-hmm. is because the market changed. Okay. So when you're just using historical values plus the list price in the calculation. And you're, the list price yeah. was part of it. Oh, and you're not using essential. That's what it was. There are. Oh, and, the discrepancy's not there anymore. Oh, and they haven't caught up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's lagging. Mystery solved. It's lagging. And also just the ability to know, of course, what realtors know, which is like, you know, the area, you know, it's a quiet street versus a noisy street and just very One normal block to things. another can change a value up to $50,000, yeah. $70,000. I mean, a corner of what it backs onto, everything for sure. Yeah. And, you know, again, that's part of just understanding organized real estate and learning that months of inventory make all the difference, right? It's supply and demand. Yeah. If you're in a desert and there's one bottle of water, it's going to be a lot more expensive than if we're standing at Niagara Falls and our, or whatever. But, yeah, no. you know... <laughs> Yeah, um, no, I get it. Yeah, so it's really supply and demand. So a house that literally was worth 500000 today and worth 900000 or like we saw in COVID, doubled the prices outside of the core, that is supply and demand in action. Right. So we had COVID, then we have all these things happening now with the change in the market. And it's probably, we're set, I think, to go straight back rocketing up, maybe in the next four or five months, who knows, but... Prices, no. I think sales. I think sales volume will get back to it. But I mean, this is another podcast. But money's too expensive. Money's too expensive. So, so we wanted to approach it in another way. So, I say the three ways that we wanted to approach the estimate because okay, I think yeah. we saw. So you that, are going to put it in. Yes, we okay. saw that people wanted an estimate. So yeah. you know, it's an important thing to have and. The other thing we saw is people were walking down the street and they just wanted to play with each other, like guess, like, what do you think that'll go for? What do you think it'll go for? Ask their agent. So we thought about bringing it up as a guess the price. I saw, Which is kind of exciting. Yeah. And, you know, from a whole other perspective, of course, we've baked some sort of like, so you can't game the price. You can't guess more than once. If there's an outlier price, we trump it off. So don't try and change the price. You know, you won't, you'll just lose your guess. Um, But basically we wanted to get people guessing and, that's going to start to show realtors too, like how many people are looking at your listing and how many, like we're going to start to see really interesting data on just where is their activity and what's happening. Are people and, using it? Yeah. It was, oh. As soon as it came out, I couldn't believe how many people were guessing the price, some for fun and some it. genuine. And do you get a, like, is it like one of those polls where you get and it shows you the average that it's being guessed or are you just guessing and it doesn't tell you? Not yet. yet. We're okay. kind of, you know, it's like we're in a live sandbox. And I think that's what we really love with our team is seeing how someone uses something and then iterating on it. So okay. we're constantly changing. So the next level was how do we let people know that it will always be dumb in the sense that no matter how great an estimate is, the minute you have somebody who's going to have to have this house because their best friend lives down the street, like the price is only the price. And the the best person to ask the price, of course, is your agent, right? Because they're seeing properties and meeting people. So making that clear, guessing the price, making sure you can ask your realtor about it, and then taking 
all the estimates into account. So we're going to make an estimator that takes what we feel to be the most valuable components, like supply and demand, month of inventory, okay. contextual elements of the neighborhood. Okay. Um, but then we'd like to take anyone else who's willing, Pow Sigma, Zillow, this estimate, yeah. put all the estimates in. Like, let's take a oh, few and aggregate them. What a great idea. Yeah, just It'd bring like, it together. What's that guy that doesn't look like he's had a shower? Like, the one that does the hotels. <laughs> so whatever. It is. No, Travago. My yeah. husband's always like, he looks like he's in a shower. Why is he wearing yeah. that? But no, but that's actually really interesting because it'll then show which each one kind of estimated yeah. it at. Yeah. Um, so what's your timeline on that? Just out of curiosity for people. And I have started to talk about it with clients, but I know, you know, listen, everybody's busy. Sure. They have a lot of apps, but I think think this is really, um, this is the one to follow. So for what, sure, what's your for estimate? Sure. To me, it feels like tomorrow, but it's Fair. six months. Yeah. Okay. It's about so the next, six so months. So it'll be sometime this year, hopefully by sometime the summer. Sometime this year. Yeah. We will have a talk about, I will definitely be announcing, well, maybe we'll have you back and you'll talk about it when, uh, when that comes out and how that's going. That would be amazing. And I, and I would say on this note, the one thing we do separately is like, I'm the vice chair of the interoperability work group at the Real Estate Standards Organization in the U.S. So one thing we committed to right away as a company is participating in organized real estate, like at the North American level and international level. And so whether it's House Sigma or Zillow or other competitors, we're actually making the industry better across so the board for everyone. And nice. so that everybody can make their product better mm -hmm. so that consumers and realtors can choose their product based on quality. That makes us keep having to be the best, which I'm up for, and I hope others are. But we really need to elevate the entire amazing. industry and work together I to make it that. great. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I want to close this off with your predictions. As you said, oh, if you yeah. don't think it's what I think it's going to be, or people yeah. won't think what it's going to be. But what would you say, um, or what do you think real estate and the tech and the disruption that's going on right now looks like in five years from now, or 10 years, whichever yeah. you feel is easier to... Probably everyone is expecting some answer that's hyper-technology. Yeah. And I think it's the exact opposite. Mm. I think you're going to know that your clients, you want to show up with what kind of latte they want to drink. And when they want to reach you, you're going to be available. And that. it's going to be hyper-personal. Everyone, when you see a chat bot, is just going to leave your site. I love that. Like, forget it. Technology, great technology should be invisible. I agree. It should just work. It should just seem seamless no, I totally and agree. what matters most and will matter most and I think forever will matter with real estate is the connection between the parties so your agent and the client right all our app does is number one makes you totally efficient on both sides to work together the one thing it does is help you stay connected to your current clients and then helps your current clients and their friends and their colleagues by referring you out like just naturally when you share yeah. a listing, you go along with it. So you can just be assured that that person too is going to have a great experience. And then we don't capitalize on that. We have a flat fee for our app for the premium version right. and we've actually made the basic version free so that we can make sure that the reason we did that we did never want a consumer to be out there and want to use the app with their agent mm -hmm. and their agent had to say no because they had to pay so yeah, it's not a good look if an, if a consumer <laughs> wants to work with a certain agent who's not yeah. unlisted yeah we will get them signed up right away and they don't have to pay for it to use it and then when you want the premium version later you can choose to pay for it one also differentiator for you also, which is really cool that a lot of people don't know, is that you can see exclusive listings. So just to um, 
qualify that as so and I've done this for clients is is that you put a, a property on exclusive which means it's not on an MLS you get a sign on the lawn you have to have an exclusive listing to even have a sign on the lawn before you go to MLS and um, it you know sometimes you do it to create buzz in the neighborhood sometimes you do it just while you're you know you're getting the house ready for whatever reason but you kind of find it like let's say you're not in that neighborhood or you're thinking about but you haven't driven by you can see that pop up as an exclusive which you do not get on any other um platform, which is very cool. Yes. And if you don't mind, I'd like to clarify this. It's so important. So we believe that every listing possible should go to the MLS. Mm -hmm. And then we discovered that there are those that actually can't. There's an easy thing, which is you have one coming and you want to generate buzz. So it's a coming soon, but you have exclusives where it's a dangerous situation, like with a couple or it's like a high net worth individual or it's something else and you need to get exposure and it has to be out there. There's a plethora of other prop techs that are just making these exclusive sites, but they're dangerous because they don't support organized real estate. And then organized real estate took this tact of making exclusives not possible, which is like when you grab sand, more falls out of your hand. So we are presenting to the MLSs that they should embrace our exclusive listing because... In a two-way data exchange, it is much better to make sure listings are going genuinely to the MLS and then just those that can't are becoming exclusive. When the MLS could be sort of part of it in an anonymized data way, they would then know what's happening at least roughly with the exclusive listings so that it doesn't get out of control. So ours only works in support of organized real estate, our data scheme is based on organized real estate. It, you have to opt in at the brokerage level. Yes. Then your agents get it. It's not available to the public. Even if you tried to share a listing to your clients, they couldn't see it. You have to tell them about it. So it's really taking the tenets of organized real estate and respecting them and providing them so you so a realtor can actually give a full service to their agents so or to their, their clients. Yeah. And you can't get that on any other app that I know of, um, at least that's safe to use. Fair. Yeah. Thank you. That was amazing. Thank you for having me. We could talk all day about this. (laughs) Um, So so first of all, in the App Store, doesn't matter what kind of phone you have, it is called Listed. I highly recommend you downloading it. It is a great app. I'm really excited to see the stuff that you... um, you bring forward with it as it, it continues to evolve. Um, and if anybody is um, wants to reach out and learn more, where can someone find you specifically yeah, on, or anybody at Listed? On all social media at the real listed <laughs> will get us. Okay. And on the app store note, I would say that if you want to get listed, you should actually ask your agent about it because oh, okay. agents have a direct link. So when you go to the app store, if your agent sends you the link, it'll be a direct link to them. If you go to the app store and you're not connected to your agent, um, you can invite your agent from it. So oh, it's really great. You can invite uh, your agent. Okay. Real estate board rules make you not allowed to see any listing without an agent. So you hmm. always have an agent. Okay. Yeah, it's not something we at Listed did. It's following the rules. Okay. And you, Listed itself cannot help you and not be an agent. We're not an agent. We're not a brokerage. Gotcha. We support the best agents gotcha. and consumers. Yeah. Ask your agent about it. Ask your agent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate it.